Welcome to Modern Entrepreneurs. Today we have Rachel Schnorr, Joseph Holland, Kristen Mills, Carla Johnson, Welcome to Modern Entrepreneur. I'm Landon Ray, and this is Dr. Gladys Otto, who is a former university president and clinical psychologist, speaker, and author of The Good Goodbye: How to Navigate Change and Loss in Life, Love, and Work. She mentors expert coaches and service providers to elevate their authority and become true industry leaders and teaches executive leaders how to thrive through organizational change using the good goodbye, registered trademark, approach. Uh, recognized as a Latina leader by Hispanic Executive Magazine and winner of the Women's Worth Watching in Education Award, Dr. Otto has been featured in Forbes, TEDx, Lincoln Square, NPR, NBC News, The Unmistakable Creative, and other top publications and podcasts. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for wow. the great intro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, tell me what it is that you're doing today. It sounds like you've done a lot over the years. I have done you a lot. You just mentioned you've been speaking in public for 30 well, I'm not even gonna say, sorry. I've been speaking in public <laughs> for 34 years and I know uh -huh. a lot of people are like, how in the hell is that possible because you, you look like two? you're 32, yeah, exactly. exactly. So, uh, uh -huh. I actually started when I was eight years old uh -huh. and there's okay. a long story around uh -huh. that that we can get into later, but long story short, I was having a really, really tough time at school mm. and was being bullied by my peers. Oh, no. I was introverted, mm -hmm. I was also shy. So my goal was to be invisible, and yeah. it was affecting me so much in my social skills development. My dad said, you gotta go start competing in public speaking, which was my worst Makes nightmare. Makes perfect sense, dad, thanks. Yeah, yeah. so it became a, my biggest love, so. Wow. Yeah, uh -huh. how, how interesting. So um, you must have gotten good feedback at a young age and just mm -hmm. ran with it. I did. And that took you through all sorts of different careers, it sounds like. And, mm -hmm. and tell me more about what you're doing now. Yeah, so now I work as a leadership mentor mm -hmm. with expert coaches and service providers primarily to really help them understand how to position not only their expertise, but also position themselves as leaders in their industry that are going to create transformational change for the future. Mm -hmm. So I often say that I am here to mentor the next generation of thought leaders. Uh-huh, cool. And do you do that like one-on-one -on -one or how, how does that show up? Yeah, primarily right now I do it one-on-one. -on -one. Mm -hmm. um, for the past 10 years I have been doing mentoring and that's shown up in all different kinds of stages mm -hmm. where I was in different organizations really working with individuals to step into new leadership positions. Mm -hmm. But right now my work is one-on-one. -on -one. Um, pretty soon I'm gonna start doing some group mentoring mm -hmm. and way, way down the line I will be looking at creating an online platform that is global where I'm able to feature the next generation of leaders to a larger community. Oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, good to have uh, plans stretching out there. <laughs> um, so is there a particular type of leader that you're working with uh, or a particular industry or what are the challenges that you're, you're working with people to solve? Yeah, you know, their biggest problem is not knowing how to talk about their business in a way that cuts through the noise. Interesting. Right, so communication is that one thing that mm -hmm. I really excel at and how to really instill not only the confidence, mm -hmm. but also the savvy about how to position yourself as an industry leader. Mm -hmm. And that isn't just the words that you say. Yeah. And you know, I'll be talking about that more when I get on stage. A big part of what I talk about is how a lot of your communication is nonverbal, mm -hmm. right? We focus mostly on the verbal part, but mm -hmm. over 95%, and don't quote me, but it is in the high 90s, mm -hmm. is nonverbal communication. Mm -hmm. So as a clinical psychologist, this is an area that I studied a lot, obviously, and so I bring my psychology expertise combined with my expertise having been a C-suite executive leader and give them both to offer a strategy up to my clients that helps them develop the nonverbal and the verbal communication skills to really stand out. So, man, you sounds like you've had just a, a wealth of different experiences over the years. If you could give uh, you know, your younger self 
a, a piece of career advice today, what, what would that be? Find a mentor early on, mm -hmm. right? I, I grew up in the leadership arena at a very young age, so I was given opportunities because people saw my leadership potential, not because I was striving for it. Yeah. Remember, you know, being a little girl, I wanted to be invisible, and that yeah. didn't stop in childhood. That mm -hmm. actually carried through all the way to graduate school, mm -hmm. where I remember my second year, a professor pulled me to the side and he said, Gladys, you need to start speaking in class, because I was silent yeah. all the way to graduate school. Huh. And the only reason I started speaking is because my grade would suffer if I didn't. So yeah. it was a consequence Forced. of a punishment. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so I started speaking up, started to get out there a little uh -huh. bit more. And public speaking for me is a place where I would just light up. But mm -hmm. other than that, I didn't want to be seen. Yeah. So for me, going at it alone was pretty tough. Mm -hmm. And when people started to see my leadership potential, I would be given the opportunity to take on some really big roles, but I still didn't feel like I had any sense of what I was doing, why I was doing it, how to do it really well. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until I became the vice president of the university that somebody, the president at the time really took me under her wing. Mm -hmm. So she stepped up and, as my mentor, and that's when things really started to change. So fast forward to now as an entrepreneur, mm -hmm. I flailed and floundered my first two years. and. Part of it was thinking, well, I can as figure a, it as out. As a vice president or as an entrepreneur? No, no, as an entrepreneur. Uh -huh, yeah. yeah these, uh, I, so in 2015 mm -hmm. is when I started. Okay. I thought I could figure it out because uh -huh. I'm smart. Yeah. I was a university president. I'm a psychologist. Yeah. I'm a doctor, right? Yeah. Like I should be able to figure it out. Mm -hmm. And that right there was mistake number one. Uh -huh. So assuming you could figure it out on your own, mm -hmm. going down the Google rabbit hole to try to get all your answers is a massive time suck time and energy suck. suck and confidence suck. Yeah. And so, yeah, if I could go back, I'd say find a mentor early on. Yeah, interesting. And then what is it, uh, th did you find a mentor that, that turned it around for you? Or, uh, you know, or did I, you just struggle through and figure it out? I struggled through uh -huh. and I figured parts of it out. Uh -huh. um, when things started to click mm -hmm. is when I actually invested in hiring a business coach. Uh -huh. And what was the thing that they, they, like the light bulb that turned on for you? Just do it. Just do it. It stop, was stop literally, learning, it was somebody saying, just go, yeah. go, go do it, go do it. If this is what you want to do, do it. And it was like, okay. Yeah. And the way that I understand it is, you know, we all have different personality types. My mm. personality type as a people pleaser, mm. I want to make sure that people that I'm investing in relationships with are happy with me, mm -hmm. right? That they like me, that I'm doing things that gain their approval. Mm -hmm. And that actually has gotten me very far in my career. Yeah. I've excelled at a lot of things mm -hmm. because I really wanted to please the people that I was surrounding myself mm -hmm. with. So a business coach saying to me, just do it, it was like, all right, I'm going to do it. Uh -huh. And I did it. And it was yeah. like, oh, holy shit, that was amazing. <laughs> so, so I think part of it is really yeah. recognizing how you learn best, how you're most motivated, yeah. and then creating the conditions around you, including the people that can really make that happen for you and get the success that you're really looking for. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. So um, how do you get clients? What's, what's working now for you to grow that business? Well, I am... Um, Kind of an odd duck, you know, uh, because I'm a psychologist, I have a very analytical eye to a lot of things that are going on in the entrepreneurial world. Mm. And one thing that really sucked me in at the beginning, right, was kind of learning from influencers, what are they doing, what's working, what's not working, yeah. and then trying to emulate that. Yeah. Didn't feel good. Mm -hmm. And so what started working for me was actually really letting that go and deciding to forge my own path. Mm. And not through the trial and error because I'm being arrogant about it, but mm. really being smart about who I was going to invest my time and energy into mm -hmm. and starting to understand that if I truly owned my own leadership, 
if I really came out there and owned my magic and I presented it from a place where I wasn't just giving information because everybody's doing that, mm -hmm. but rather taking people through an experiential process mm -hmm. where they are educated, I'm bringing in all my expertise and I'm offering it in a way that is uniquely me. Mm -hmm. And so my business has grown not by me having to do all the tactics and strategies that everybody else is doing, but really subscribing to what's more of a luxury strategy where I differentiate myself by not doing what everybody else is doing. Mm -hmm. And so word of mouth is a huge way that mm -hmm. I have attracted my audience. Mm -hmm. It's providing value upfront and really being able to give an educational experience to my audience mm -hmm. so that they get a taste of me, they get a taste of my magic. Mm -hmm. And then through that, a discovery call or a conversation about what a person might need becomes an effortless conversation about how they see me as the answer. Mm -hmm. And it leads to a really great yes. Word of is cool but that happens after you've got people um, talking about you mm. right like how did, how did you get this thing up off the ground yeah well I remember when I got online because I had a big career beforehand mm -hmm. right? I'm pretty established in yeah. that world so you, have so a, you, have a, you had an audience already I had an audience already mm -hmm. now transitioning as an entrepreneur it was a new audience mm -hmm. and I got on Facebook in 2016 mm -hmm. so I've only been on Facebook for a couple of years yeah. I got on Instagram last year uh -huh. And I have focused primarily on just being myself yeah. and really claiming my leadership and speaking and presenting myself as that. Yeah. So I don't have a secret system formula or one step through five steps that I followed, mm -hmm. but what I do have is a knowledge that when you really position yourself as an authority, you will attract the people to you. And I just started to offer really awesome value. People were messaging me, telling me how they were learning or they're saving my posts or sharing my posts because they're actually getting quality education from it. Yeah. And that comes from my background and expertise. I mean, it, it took me 15 years in higher ed to know how to start to lead people through that journey. Yeah, so what are you um, learning now? What is like the next sort of cutting edge for you? Well, I've been really inspired to think about how to shape the entrepreneurial space online. Mm -hmm. So I taught my first online course in 2004. Mm -hmm. So I've been in the online space for a really long time mm -hmm. and I know it from an education standpoint, mm -hmm. obviously from higher ed, because yeah. online ed was my specialty uh -huh. with the different universities I worked at. And in the entrepreneurial space, I see a lot of opportunity for people to understand how to get even deeper into their work and provide greater value. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of information being shared but true education is sparse and it's people like us it's what you're doing you know with Entrepalooza mm -hmm. it's people that are out there getting their messages across mm -hmm. on how things can be different mm -hmm. and how we are moving into a new age and I've heard you talk about that before yeah things that worked in the past aren't working now mm -hmm. and those of us that are called to leadership know that it's our job to really forge a way forward mm -hmm. so my learning is really focused on how to really create that kind of change in an online space using a lot of my my past experience so how are you gonna do that you know, <laughs> let me pull up my strategic plan and I'll show you. <laughs> I am a big believer in co-creation. Uh -huh. uh, you know, I, I used to plan my day to the T, five-year plan, 10-year plan. I did it professionally, I did yeah. it personally. And I remember, um, this was back in 2003, my mom passed away, mm -hmm. completely changed my life. Mm -hmm. um, she passed away from a brain aneurysm. Oh no. So one day she was with me in San Francisco celebrating in our opening, the next day she passed away. She oh was 54, gosh. I was 28. Oh my gosh. When you go through something like that, you realize that a five and 10 year plan means crap, Yeah. right? It's mm -hmm. what's really important for you in your life now yeah. is the moment. Yeah. 
And that doesn't mean that you don't do the five and 10 year plan, but you gotta be a little bit more flexible. Yeah. And that uh, experience with my mom really changed how I showed up for my work. Mm -hmm. And so fast forward you know, from 2003 to where we are now, I've been in constant crisis situations professionally where mm. I was needing to shepherd communities through massive organizational changes. Mm -hmm. We needed plans because it helps people feel safe mm -hmm. and in control. Yeah. But in regards to how I'm running my business today, having experienced that and mm -hmm. having experienced the burnout that comes with it mm -hmm. and the crisis mentality and a nervous system that was shot from it, mm -hmm. I it, very deliberate about just letting myself know what my vision is, mm -hmm. take steps that are in that direction, yeah. but not over plan. Mm -hmm. So the how becomes more of a, how do I want to show up in the midst of finding out and how do I stay curious yeah. to what's unfolding and then use the information that I'm getting around me and how people are responding to then plan my next step. Yeah, it sounds to me like um, you've developed a pretty natural relationship with um, like trust in you know yourself mm. and uh, you know maybe um, that the world will show up in the way it needs to show up. How uh, do you agree? Yeah, faith. Uh, okay, faith. Yeah, deep um, faith in that. Yeah. So, um, so uh, how do you figure that somebody who's just starting out that maybe doesn't have thirty-five years of experience? Mm -hmm. um, you know, with sort of, you know, success after success, not that they've, it's always been successful, but you know, you've got a few notches in your, in your belt yeah. at this point. How, how do you develop the kind of trust uh, that it's, it's gonna work out, that, that you're kind of, you're, you're basically sitting here telling me like, I don't know how I'm gonna do it, but I'm just gonna keep moving forward day in and day out and wait for the right thing to show up and I'm gonna know it when I see it. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's, um, you know, to use your word, a bit of a luxury mm. um, for, you know, a 22-year-old or a 25-year-old who's going like, you know what, I'm trying to build an app and I'm just, what do I do, what do, I do? What do, I do tomorrow? <laughs> yeah. You know, it's the one skill set that is not taught enough of, which is self-awareness, mm -hmm. right? Personal development is huge for that particular reason that you're talking about. And I love the way that you asked it, right? Mm -hmm. Like, how do you actually develop the skill sets of trust and having faith in life, mm -hmm. right? And faith in yourself and yeah. trust that you'll get through whatever happens to you. Yeah. It's personal development. Mm -hmm. And if I was speaking to a 22-year-old who is needing something to ground on, something to feel safe enough, yeah. Where I go is focusing on what helps you feel safe now today. Mm -hmm. A lot of the times, um, and I've seen this happen over and over again, where people that start as entrepreneurs and then leave because they didn't make it, they weren't getting the following, they weren't getting the traction. Mm -hmm. What I've heard from them over and again is that belief that they didn't have what it took yeah. to make it. Right. And that breaks my heart because mm -hmm. it's not about them not having what it takes, it's that they don't have the tools in their toolbox yet, mm -hmm. right? And they just don't know where to go for that kind of education or mentorship or any kind of guidance, Yeah. right? So a 22-year-old, back to what I would tell myself if I was starting again, yeah. find a mentor, yeah. find somebody that can really take you down the path that they've gone on, but help you forge your own path. Mm -hmm. Invest in getting to know who you are. Mm. Because at the end of the day, if you don't know who you are, you don't know why you're doing anything. Mm. And then that's where you start to spin and you start to follow everybody else. And then you're trying everything and you're yeah. like, why isn't it working? Yeah. It's because you're not grounded in who you are. Mm -hmm. And where, where does one go to invest in finding out who they are? 
Well, I'm a psychologist, mm -hmm. right? So I would say therapy, therapy. is a great space, <laughs> okay. right? Now, I'm going to tell you a little story about that. Okay. I, in graduate school, first year, a clinical director said, if you've never been to therapy, go to therapy so you know what it's like to be in the client seat. Uh -huh. So people pleaser, I'm like, okay, I'm going to go to therapy, right? Yeah. So I started going to therapy. Well, it was a saving grace because I had a lot of my own personal stuff that I needed to work through, mm -hmm. that dating back to childhood, right? Mm -hmm. Obviously, being bullied at such a young age was incredibly traumatic for me. Mm -hmm. Well, I did therapy for a number of years, and then one day my therapist, and this is after my mom had passed away, so I, I knew once my mom passed I needed to start seeing someone. She asked me, because I was feeling directionless, even though I was a VP, I was not happy. She's like, well, why don't you do like a three to five year plan? Mm -hmm. And immediately I'm like, you know what, I can't do this anymore. I'm done thinking, mm -hmm. I'm done trying to analyze, I'm done trying to just find the answer here in my brain. Mm -hmm. And that led me serendipitously to starting to dive into more healing work with my body. Mm -hmm. So self-awareness starts mm -hmm. by, I mean, the simplest thing you can do is just, where do you hold your stress in your body, mm -hmm. right? Pay attention to what your body's communicating it to you. Mm -hmm. If you want guidance, therapy is fantastic. Counseling's great. There's plenty of life coaches out there that can guide you on that. Mm -hmm. But you gotta be really um, clear about how you learn best. Mm -hmm. I thought I learned best by using my mind because that's what got me so far in my career. Mm -hmm. But then there came that point where I didn't wanna think anymore. And yeah. then the answer started to come just through body awareness. Interesting. Yeah. When you think about your career, the arc of your whole career, what would you like to have be your legacy? Mm. There's a couple of things. One of them um, I'm already, I have left by, behind, right? I wrote a book last year called The Good Goodbye, mm -hmm. and that is a compilation not only of my life journey where I lost my mother and she gave me that gift of what a good goodbye means, mm. but also weaving in my professional experience where, mm. as I mentioned, I've been in some pretty big crisis situations where mm. I was the one at the helm having to leave communities, lead communities through big change. Yeah. So that book is part of my legacy. Yeah. And I'm really glad that I left it here now in case tomorrow doesn't come, sure. people have something. Yeah. The next really is that people understand that to be a true leader is to really be self-aware, to be emotionally intelligent, mm -hmm. and to really operate from a place of love. Mm -hmm. That's one message that I really want to get across to people. And I struggled with it for a long time. Mm -hmm because when we say the word love, especially in the business space, it sounds really fluffy. Mm -hmm. It sounds ungrounded and just like, yeah, yeah, that's nice. And we all know we need to be nice to each other. Yeah. But there is deep power in love and there's a lot of research that's starting to emerge that actually shows the, that love and the heart has its own intelligence. Mm -hmm. The heart actually has its own brain. And my guess is that down the road, very soon enough in our lifetime, we're gonna realize that love really is the answer, as cliche as I know it sounds. Because even right now, I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm saying I, I this. But I just said it. So <laughs> that would be a an, an massive contribution that yeah. if I could make in my lifetime, would be a life well lived. Yeah, beautiful. Um, lastly, a Modern Entrepreneur, we named it this to try and get at uh, what it is that is unique about doing business in you know 2019 when this comes out. Mm -hmm. uh, what is what is different about entrepreneurship today than even five or ten years ago? Oh my gosh! Well, we have to deal with all the changes that are happening, mm -hmm. right? And if, especially if we have an online business. Mm -hmm. It, and you know this probably intimately more than anybody, mm -hmm. we are going through such rapid change and technology is developing at hyperspeeds. Yeah. So humans don't like change. 
we like status quo. Yeah. And so we are actually experiencing in our lifetime this huge shift in humanity where people are starting to really have to make a decision about, am I going to get comfortable with change or am I going to resist it? Yeah. And so I think for the modern entrepreneur, it really is about how do you get comfortable with change? How do you adapt to it in a way that can allow you to keep moving forward? Mm -hmm. And how do you use everything that's happening as an opportunity to really make your mark? in a time in history that I believe is gonna be monumental. Beautiful, well hey, thank you so much for Aww, being here. Thank I you. I really appreciate this conversation. Um, will you sign our wall? I sure will, awesome, awesome. Thank, thank you. you.